0: Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glynis. And I'm Ashley. And tonight we're discussing Murder Takes the Bus, which is episode 18 from season one and originally aired on the 17th of March, 1985. And this episode was suggested by Jamie. So thank you to Jamie for suggesting it. So our writers for this episode are Michael Sheff and Marianne Cassica, who are the married couple, who've written six episodes, mm-hmm. uh, finally have two we've covered, An Egg to Die For and Deadpan are the two other ones that they've done. So all quite different, actually. Yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> So, <laughs> a deep breath. Uh, mm-hmm. Jessica and Sheriff Amos Tupper, played by Tom Bosley, are en route to a police convention that Amos wants to go to, and Jessica's accompanying him on. And they are taking the bus to get there to Portland. The bus is being driven by Ben Gibbons, played by Michael Constantine, and there are loads of people on the bus. So there is Jane Paschal, played by Linda Blair, and Steve Paschal, played by Terrence Knox, who are a young couple. An older couple, Professor Kent Radford, played by Larry Linville, and his wife, Miriam Radford, played by Rue McClanahan. An old sea captain called Joe Downing, played (laughs) by Albert Salmi. A... Kind of strange man that gets on halfway through the bus journey (laughs) called Carrie Drayson, played by Don Stroud, a another unusual man who gets on sort of out near a prison called Gilbert Stoner played by John Davis uh, Chandler and an old man who joins them at Cabot Cove called Cyrus Leffingwell played by, or sorry, Cyrus Leffingwell played by David Wayne. So they're driving through. It's a terrible storm and it gets really rainy. And basically the roads are um, impassable. So they stop at a cafe that's owned by Ralph Leary, played by Mills Watson. And they basically wait it out while they're there. They all disembark off the bus, except for Gilbert Stoner, who is later found murdered. He's been stabbed in the neck with a screwdriver. So grim. (laughs) I know, so good. So basically, it's kind of a drawing room mystery kind of thing where they start kind of going through all the characters, and turns out that Gilbert Stoner had been involved. uh, I think it was twenty years before, in or fifteen years before, in an armed robbery where someone had died, and there were three people involved one of whom had gotten away with the money, Gilbert, who'd gone to prison. And then, as it turns out, Steve Paschal's dad who died during the burglary. So they all have motive to kill this guy, sort of. There's Everybody kind of has nefarious reasons going on. Carrie Drayson turns out he's an insurance investigator for the money that's gone missing for the robbery. And uh, the bus driver, Ben, his daughter was the innocent bystander who got killed during the burglary. And it turns out it was... The sea captain.
1: No. No.
0: It, no, was, it was the, the bus, bus driver. driver. Oh, that's right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got confused. There's a lot of people there. Yeah. Well, and we do go past him. Don't we consider him at one point And then yes. pass him and then circle back to him. Yes. I think also. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. There's a lot. He happening. was the guy that was the third
0: person in the robbery, who got away with the money? The sea money. captain was, yeah, the sea captain. But it turns out he didn't have the money. He thought Gilbert Stoner had the money, mm-hmm. um, and but he did have the money. Gilbert, oh, Gilbert Stoner, did. Stoner did. He had it in the book's spine. He had a safe deposit key that eventually mm-hmm. would lead them to the money. We hope. But yes, Ben Gibbons is accused halfway through. And then it turns out it really was him. So he had strangled Gilbert Stoner and then had gone back and stabbed him to make it mm-hmm. look like he po- couldn't possibly have, have killed him because he was already dead. But he'd actually been the person who killed him in the first place. Sorry, got a bit muddled there. <laughs> All right. So... Well, it's, it's so confusing so some fun facts the we've got a few actually the music heard as the bus drives through the thunderstorm at the beginning is patterned after bernard herman's main title for psycho
2: 1960. okay okay i was gonna say it was like a yeah. very hitchcockian vibe the whole time okay it did it yeah it sounded very very similar
0: to to that so though it doesn't quite quote the music directly so it's like inspired by but it says in the film Herman's theme recurs as Marion Crane Janet Lee drives them uh, through heavy rain to find the Bates Motel a possible possible inspiration our next clue is Rue McClanahan and David Wayne would play Blanche Devereaux and her father Big Daddy Hollingsworth on Golden Girls in 1985 so David Wayne was Cyrus Leffingwell he was the old man he played Big Daddy yeah yeah
2: when he wants to be a country star.
0: Sorry. Oh my God. Is that right? I not remember. I remember oh vaguely. Jessica wears her Burberry trench in this episode. That's a fact that they put on there. David Wayne previously starred on Ellery Queen in 1975, which was written by co-creators, Richard Levinson and William Link. And the last fun fact is there is a picture on the wall in the diner of what looks like a fishing boat written on it is grimsby and deep sea trawler at the side could this be grimsby grimsby in lincolnshire england that's the fun fact
2: Wait. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> thought I, thinking. Thinking. I thought you were asking us i was like yeah, I'm um, i don't know what that means is it the sasha baron cohen
0: movie Truly, I read that fact and I was like, oh, and unless something like five out of seven people found that fact useful. I was like, is that useful? <laughs> <I'm not sure>. <laughs> <laughs> I would have expected, but sure. But that was that person is eagle eyed because I do not remember that boat in a, a no. picture in the diner. So that is very impressive. So, yes.
2: Yeah, I guess we could start with the music actually. I liked it. I did too. I did a lot. And I like the scenes of, um, the bus driver, um, Michael Constantine's character driving and that like sort of panicked look that felt very Hitchcockian.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I am also cracking
2: up. uh, You, you can (laughs) delete this maybe.
1: I, sorry. I just stumbled upon a fact that here's what I consider a fun fact. Um, the guy that played carrie drayson don stroud was on the cover of playgirl magazine in 1973 (laughs) Oh, hey oh no he was the feature in a four-page fold-out oh my gosh well that's quite an honor really you know what i'm oh never mind (laughs) Yeah, that's a for
2: work Make it no. <laughs> where did you is it
0: linked out
2: on the imdb At first
1: i just saw a picture of him in, in like a motorcycle jacket i was like
2: okay this is pretty t- you know what i deleted i got, you know what you know what i'm just gonna look it up myself <laughs> <laughs> no you're all
0: gonna ruin your search history <laughs> <laughs> on my work computer well and I, I don't want to
2: spoil
1: anything but i was on the fence About who my biggest hunk would be. And now it.
2: uh, Oh, I know. Now you're over the fence. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Cool, cool. So, um, sorry, that took a weird. Back to the muse. That was uh, quite the detour.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he was, you could tell he was kind of hunky though. Yeah, well,
1: because I legitimately wasn't sure. Because I was like, oh, is that guy cute? Because he's kind of a random character. You can't tell if he's good or bad or not.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it gets on and it's like, this is suspicious. Because he's like, the, the bus driver was like, weren't you following us before? And he's like, yeah, I was. I'm like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> And also, was it the Danvers Trust Company in another episode?
0: Did that name jump out at you at all? Danvers only because of. Rebecca yeah I was hoping it would be the Susquehanna fire oh, and maybe, <laughs>
1: maybe I'll google that but no I and I love the opening scene where the bus is going along um and you know it's like dark and spooky and rainy
0: I yeah I thought that was great I love how you get to meet all the characters. It's like a very classic kind of whodunit Mm -hmm. of where they're all isolated because normally in Murder, She Wrote, you kind of meet them all as they're going about their business and they're not like stuck together. But in this one, they are actually just like totally isolated.
1: I'm not really trying to derail, derail this. I know it seems like this, but I texted you guys something that you
0: can. No, Megan. <laughs> well, I've also sure. texted something. This isn't. This isn't an I know this is too so sexy. You may want
1: to delete all of this. I'll. I'll, I'll turn it around. I'm sorry.
0: Oh my God, Megan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you know, of all the photos, I don't know why you picked that one. He was playing chess. In another one. Not nude chess. <laughs> yeah, nude chess. This is Don Shroud. <laughs> yeah,
0: like you don't often see a man uh, in jean cutoffs wearing latex gloves at the same time.
2: Is it weird that like I want those jean cutoffs? I know. No, like, I really no, want them. Well,
0: yeah. It's just, for, uh, and then also, I feel like. Pulling up weights like that on a wired system where not we're not wearing any clothes feels dangerous to me. It does feel dangerous. It could I'm get that, this did get
2: a little sexy. I'm really sorry. It's I didn't, didn't allow people to way. drag it to too sexy. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of surprised actually. It normally it doesn't come from that side. Of- it usually comes from me
0: or Glynis. I was gonna say it's normally, yeah. Glennis is normally me. The one who sends the pictures and you send (laughs) (laughs) the research, Ashley, and Glynis disseminates the information to the rest of us. Obviously, yeah. It's the best way to go. I mean, poor poor old Carrie Jason is like, this is my serious acting role. And you're just like talking about like my beautiful spread in Playgirl magazine. Oh, oh, Dawn Stroud. Oh gosh, sorry. I carry Grace. Jason is his character's name. No.
1: and, Okay, yeah, let's get I did love I really loved almost all the characters in this. I had one that I did not care for, which was Steve.
0: I think Steve's a weak link and I might say the sea captain is a weak link. Well, so. the sea captain barely has any lines until the end. He's like, yeah. Me.
1: But I, a <laughs> lot of my comments are like Steve is so annoying. Steve is, Steve is a tool, but then he does help when he appears ominously in the door, and then, <laughs> but then he helps
0: her like clean up the suitcase. So he does. And I think he's just a little son. I mean, God, we've had this so many times where you have this guy that's like going off the rails and he's dragged his pregnant wife on this journey yeah. to confront, an, a, a Jonathan, confront a felon. <laughs> yeah. Hi. I mean. And she's too cute for him. And you're like, what's happened here? Like what happened? What happened in this girl's life that this is the guy she's (laughs)
1: not? Yeah, it's kind of reminiscent of Aaron Moran and the guy that she was with in Unfinished Business. Although this Mm. I felt like Linda Blair had more of a backbone and was Basically, like, I agree. can you just leave this alone? It's stupid.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. It is stupid because it was like, what was the game plan there? <laughs> I mean, like, I guess he was hoping to get the money, I suppose. But it's like, also, he put her in quite a dangerous situation. Like, you know, mm-hmm. because you don't know what this guy is like going to do. And yeah, we don't see a lot of Gilbert Stoner. Although I, I did notice that the actor was in the episode a lot because boy, do they leave that dead body out. (laughs) They don't put a blanket on him or a jacket or anything to try to hide him. They just have conversations around the dead body. They go back on the bus. The dead body's just in the background. Why don't they just lie him down so he's not just like popping up all the time?
2: Like, was that part of his contract where he like had a guaranteed number of days and they're like, but you died. like in one scene like in two (laughs) scenes he's like that's fine but leave me uncovered so that i act dead throughout the rest of the episode well and ashley recognized him immediately yeah what's he from adventures and babysitting
0: what adventures and he's the guy
2: that they're the kids that he's chasing he's the one chasing the kids because he needs the not to bring it back to um adult magazines but he needs the playboy magazine that the teenager stole because it has notes in the column and he's the one that they chase and they chase him out and then he's like hanging on the side of the building at the end yeah yeah okay yeah i've seen it a few times so once you
1: you said that i remembered but i was yeah i mean he's a spooky looking guy we Oh, and right, because I when I first wrote this down, he has you know the book, and they pan in on it, and he says it's the night the hangman <laughs> sang. But then I realize, like they talk about it later, that it's not one of her books. It's the only book that author ever wrote, which is how
2: Rue wants the, Rue to yeah want to take it. it. Yeah, the yeah. author,
0: famous author Hamilton Pound.
2: Yep, yep, yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the night the hangman thing but the thing is is like i kept thinking they were going to see the monies in the book because they made such a big fuss about the book but he'd root he bothered to buy a two thousand dollar first edition only to hide a security key in it that actually i was like this is no, she, like i don't think i from what i gathered he didn't actively know that the book was going to be valuable because i think it was what i saying because it it was released like the year that he then went into prison so he probably bought it they then didn't issue any more copies it became a i see okay you're right i yeah that makes more sense because i was like why is yeah but yes that's probably why he also didn't keep like care of the cover was he was just like oh whatever this book i'll just stick it in the binding can we agree that The Night the Hangman Sang is a nonsense title?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, <I don't laughs> not not. The Corpse Dance at Midnight? I mean, it had the feel of maybe what one of her books
1: <laughs> would have <laughs> been called.
2: The, the one that makes the most sense is The Stain on the Stair, only because <laughs> that, like, yes, that's just a fact. And then something happened.
0: Killer Called Collect? That wouldn't make sense.
2: Uh, that, you know what? That would make sense
1: yeah i mean we knew it was going to be important when they pan it like they show him getting off the bus on the bus excuse me and then
0: pan right into the the book oh jessica's suspicious of it right away right she's like what's that creepy guy doing with the first edition it's
1: It's not even one of my books although i did love that whole scene with Gosh, I'm, I apologize for not knowing their character's names, but Larry Linville and Rue McClanahan. And Rue McClanahan's like, oh my gosh, that's Jessica Fletcher. And L- Larry Linville says, I don't know him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, J.B.
2: She says J.B. Fletcher, I think, right? And doesn't oh, he right. say, I don't know him? Yeah. <laughs> they were a quirky couple. They, well, yeah, although he
1: was, he had a pretty mean burn to her at one point, but uh, overall I, I thought they were, they yeah. were funny.
0: I liked when she said that Jessica's books were one of her top 10 most stolen. I love it. That was good. It was sweet. I mean, they had a, it was in a warm relationship, but they were still married. And I did like that he had been playing the Roadhog arcade game. And they both kind of like mildly hated each other, but like not enough to kind of, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It was like, it was fine. And then yeah, they just was sort of like throwing shade at everything they were seeing and like I don't know, telling a pregnant woman they never had kids because they couldn't right. like th- afford it. And <laughs> Linda Blair's like, you think we can? <laughs> I know she's constantly
1: talking about how poor Miriam. Okay, it's
0: yeah Kent
1: and Miriam Radford, she keeps talking about how poor they are. And <laughs> There was, gosh, let me see if I can find the line. Kent says something about, she says something to him about that his mind is cluttered with like basically useless information. He's like, better to be cluttered than to have an empty attic. Like, ouch. I know. They were,
0: yeah, I do sort of remember from this episode, anyways, because Rue McClanahan was the lady, but I was like, yeah, yeah they're the kind of frosty middle aged couple that's like, but then. Anyways, we'll get to AJ, nothing but a number at some point.
1: <laughs> but well, And we just did a Larry Linville episode.
0: So it's yeah. interesting to
1: see him about 10 years earlier.
0: Yeah, younger here. I did think Miriam was the only one that had an appropriate reaction to that dead body. Jessica and Amos are like, whatever. And she's like, this is really upsetting. <laughs> and they're like... They're like, get over it. <laughs> well, and then that the sailor dude just like manhandles that screwdriver like nobody's business. Oh my god, Glennis, mm-hmm. I'm so glad you mentioned that. <laughs> when he like wipes the like metal part, oh. like yeah, there's no blood on it. I'm like, regardless, that has been inside someone's body. Yeah. <laughs> so a little that means somebody got that. I mean, also like to say he was stabbed in the neck. It looked like he'd been stabbed in the shoulder, like. Yeah. By a screwdriver. Those are quite blunt. Yeah, I know that's a rough way to. Oh, but I suppose that's, not, that's not how he yeah, actually yeah. died. You're right, you're right. Right. I keep. I just watched this. And I keep forget. Like I understand that that was probably the tool that he had at his disposal. <laughs> like he killed him, then realized that blame would come back to him, so then he just decided to stab him in the neck with a screwdriver. What? <laughs> It was, I mean, that was quite. He's a genius <laughs> murderer to sort of think that far down the road of like, if I murder him again, then I won't get held accountable for the first murder. It's like, what? You have right. to assume you get off the first. Like, it's like you're assuming that someone's. Like double jeopardy? Be, yeah. Mm.
1: yeah. Well, and because he is sort of sympathetic because his daughter was killed. At the end, she has a line, Jessica does, where she says, oh, a good lawyer can make a case for diminished responsibility or something like that. And you're like, but he just tried to, get, he killed this guy two times. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he knew it. So there's,
2: nothing, there's nothing small about that. There's nothing right. diminishing about mm. that. Right. He, he like just... overkilled them. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. oh my gosh, this is
1: Well, unreli- All this, I love the... The place that they are at, have ended up the, the diner, diner. yeah and i didn't realize until i rewatched murder she wrote as an adult like many years ago that people put cheddar cheese on apple pies and i've, I've never never heard
0: of that it. i yeah, yeah, only
1: yeah. knew it from amos and now i'm like yeah. i kind of want to try it i've never tried it it's, that um, sounds really good it does sound really liner. good
0: In Chicago like a like super famous one I think quite a few do it but like a super famous one that does it but I think it's from Georgia I don't know sounded nice it did it sounded really good apparently cheese apple pie connection is often traced back to England where English pies in the 17th and 18th century English pies were often topped with dairy-based sauces such as custard. Oh, God, that's true. British people love custard on all, like, or some sort of cream-based thing on all.
2: all uh, the dairy-forward cuisine. Well, it's like, I
0: think they think stuff's too dry. So, like, you oh. get a cake and they put, like, a double cream or, like, a pouring cream on top. New England uh, and Pennsylvania and the upper Midwest. Okay, that makes
1: that makes sense because yeah, they're they're in Maine. Anyhow, I
2: loved the owner of the diner.
0: Yeah, he was
2: real no nonsense. I loved him. Like when when Rue was like, How do I know that you're not trying to poison <laughs> me? And he just like drinks the coffee. He's like, Coffee on the house. And I'm like, Sir, that's not a huge cost to your budget. Like, right. you know. There's uh, a scene too where Jessica is sneaking around. I think
1: she's trying to find the bag. I can't even remember. <laughs> yeah, she opens the yeah. door. Yeah, what's he doing? <laughs> He's making sandwiches or something. And we <laughs> listen at, her and at like, each other like, whoop.
0: And it's, <laughs> <laughs> Does he say know. something like, oh, hello? <laughs> <laughs> I like just like, so, like, this woman's just barged in on your kitchen. like. <laughs> just, yeah, I don't know. I thought he was great.
1: He was a really good him. cook. And he, and a great baker, Jessica even said
0: so. Okay, I'm so okay. (laughs) With Jessica's investigating. (laughs) One of my favorite, I I, like was gonna save this till later because it was my favorite thing that happened in this episode (laughs) was when Carrie Drayson leaves the suitcase of what is supposedly jewelry Mm -hmm. on the counter and then he, or on the tables and he goes to help Seth with something. I'm sorry, not Seth, Amos. And uh, the zoom in on the suitcase and the zoom in on Jessica's (laughs) face, she's like, I got a snoop i can't help it it's like, I, gotta, I gotta grab that suitcase <laughs> obviously it's like to be like oh this guy obviously doesn't have valuables in there because if he did he would have taken them with him but it is such a funny shot of it like this woman cannot help herself <laughs> like, she's got she it really now can't. That's like the psycho shot, like where they pan out in the back and zoom in on the foreground. Is like, Whoa. <laughs>
1: I mean, she can't help herself. And then when she's trying to prove that you could say that you were playing the game Roadhog, which looked really fine. yeah, but really be somewhere else, and it's all the noises, <laughs> like.
0: also that diner having a big arcade game I was like what
2: it's
0: (laughs) so
1: so random random. I know especially a diner that was basically all by itself you know what I mean there was nothing
2: Mm -hmm. nearby it didn't seem Mm -hmm. no and that added to the sort of psycho element of it or like Hitchcockian element or even like um, Agatha Christie Mm mm-hmm it felt very agatha christy yeah yeah in a way that the one where seth is wandering around the woods with the cabins unfinished business unfinished business is not It's still like one location and i think sometimes those can feel like stuffy or a little like claustrophobic but this one maybe because jessica kept going to the bus and then wandering around the cafe mm-hmm. um it just felt a little bit more interesting and more like an Agatha Christie where like, they're all like in one space together, but it's still like very compelling and like interesting. Right. Well, they Cause not get trapped. out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And also I
0: think with unfinished business, you could maybe make an argument that some of them didn't really have a motive. And in this one, everybody's being suspicious for different reasons which is always fun the only one that isn't really is that is the diner owner who's just sort oh of like looking after them and si- <laughs> like cyrus did he it was more like he was just being creepy with all his talk about like <laughs> just like oh we're all gonna die here i guess or something
2: like that you're <laughs> yeah. like way to keep it's your like mood the up. weather's never gonna clear we're <laughs> <You're laughs> just gonna <laughs> die here <laughs>
1: So that was quite funny. I thought he had a crush on Jessica. Yeah, of
0: course he did. They yeah, all did he came, he came he right doesn't. up to her
1: at the um at the Cabot Cove
0: depot and,
1: <laughs> and-
0: Oh, yeah. He was all over it. He was like, <laughs> "I gotta get in there." He's like, "I'm not actually going to Portland. I just or Boston or wherever. I just wanted to sort of say hi." Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like Carrie Dray- Drayson did too because, like, let's be honest, he. <laughs> we have another one of where someone gets injured in the arm and they feel the need to take their whole shirt off. Well, see, <laughs> yeah, now we know
1: why.
0: <laughs> You're right. Now we understand yeah. what the producers were doing here. They're like just trying to send out. There's traps yeah Aww. you're right goodness. like you you know when you are presented with an opportunity <laughs> like, you gotta <laughs> take it but that was so funny him sat there that's so <laughs> like he didn't need to take his whole shirt off for that be like jessica <laughs> hey well, we've seen now how he how he plays chess so
1: yeah <laughs> i think he did need to take his whole shirt off
0: <laughs> oh god we're gonna get a reputation after the baby oil thing and now this thing <laughs> i didn't leave this one megan no did. you're right you're right well i think the baby oil thing was more of like disgust than was right it, all? it was curiosity <laughs> i'm pretty sure it called
1: it the biggest hunk And the baby oil is part of the episode. I've now drawn in something that's not in the episode. You're just an avid
2: chess fan, right,
0: Megan? Yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah. Mm -hmm. Our our own queen's gambit. (laughs) You're real. Yeah, you're real queen's gambit. Don Stroud was (laughs) snubbed.
1: For the oh, record, true. I've never
2: even seen the Queen's Gambit. Neither have I. Haven't either <laughs> by. I just, you're your regular Bobby fisher But now I've just got like a whole reimagining of what the show could be <laughs>
0: He's the bad boy of chess. Yeah, I mean, chess is notoriously sexy. So I think that's a real baseline. Pretty sure that's what queen's gambit is about (laughs) guess what i haven't seen it either so very well could be about (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: i just yeah this thing i didn't expect this to take this kind of
2: turn Ooh, no. would have expected? There's so many twists and turns in our own discussion of this podcast that there were in the episode.
0: <laughs> equal
2: amounts, twists and turns.
0: I, I'm equally as confused
2: by the episode.
1: <laughs>
2: to what we're doing.
1: I was laughing so hard at the part where the captain dives and knot and Jessica says oh great knot work and then later she's like I knew you weren't a captain because a captain would have tied this kind of knot
2: <laughs> so she just the whole she's so shady she,
0: she said a sailor would tie a square knot not a granny knot <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> but Megan you're right I love that she complimented him also yeah. like can we be real like you knew that something was weird about the sea captain I know they're in Maine but that is like a functionally <laughs> like everybody's just like dressed like a normal person I mean not that sea captains are normal but it's like it's quite an unusual thing to see someone in a full sea captain's garb on right. a, like midnight
2: like an evening bus to right, like Portland, we, Maine we get it like a Gordon like Gordon's Fisherman Right, yeah, kind of that situation. is seeing Gordon's yeah. Fisherman.
0: Like everybody else is just like, oh, a librarian or a pregnant woman or someone seeking revenge. And then there's like a cap, a sea captain. <laughs> then Gordon's Fisherman, right?
1: <laughs> I did love that the whole time that they were there, all that Amos cared about was that he wasn't going to get his TV.
0: Oh my God, that was very funny. Also, this is a really rare episode where Amos was 100% right. Yep. He solved it. Well, and the stuff that he
1: knew... Was all like pointed to that guy, and like about the damper mm-hmm. switch, I don't really know what that means, but but then yeah, I I love that she had to apologize to him.
2: They mm-hmm. made him
0: so dopey throughout the whole episode. Where mm-hmm. now Amos, like, aren't you going to, uh, like, I don't can't remember, but like, you know, um, ward off the perimeters, and he's like, oh, oh, you're right, Mrs. Fletcher, like, I need to do that oh Amos like aren't you gonna go ask people what they were doing at a certain time oh yeah 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 yeah. you're right Mrs. Fletcher and it was like (laughs) or Miss Fletcher uh, it was I don't know they just made him sort of seem less capable than he seemed in other episodes but then Mm -hmm. he was right yeah I think the thing with Amos is he most of the time can't be bothered so it's like Mm -hmm. it's not like he's not capable he's just sort of Kind of, it just wants a quiet yeah. like, But I did like the bit where he was like, he's like, well, shoot, Mrs. Fletcher, I knew the killer was 20 minutes ago. <laughs> like, yeah, I like that. He explains why with the damper switches you're saying, it's like, oh, Amos, like, yeah, <laughs> well done. That's really good.
1: Also, complete, I know we need to get to the beats, but we, I think this is from the movie Flushed Away. Whenever they, someone says innocent bystander and he thinks they're saying Millicent bystander. You guys remember that? Yeah, that's like literally
0: the first thing. That is such a specific (laughs) reference (laughs) because I'm pretty sure not many people have seen that movie that did quite badly, but we have all seen it.
1: Multiple (laughs) times. A cartoon about a rat.
0: A rat, be, a, a super posh rat being flushed away. I've never seen it. I loved yeah. it. And it's got Hugh Jackman, Kate Winslet, <laughs>
2: and Ian McKellen. As voices or uh-huh.
0: people? As voices. voices. Melissa. No, Anyhow, sorry. Okay, I'll, I'll let us
2: get to the beat. I, I got oh, it. No, no, no. That's fine. <laughs> I have seen this. And I feel like I saw it with one of you. I probably it's, we it's owned t- it. Totally possible. The toad is really speaking yeah, to me. Yeah. Um, yep. They um like I think it's weird they kept
0: calling her the innocent bystander. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like a really formal way.
1: Like, how did she get killed? Was she hit by the car? Or,
0: or shot? maybe shot or something? Oh, they, I, they never, never say. say. Okay. And also uh-huh. it's like I I guess you're meant to think she's maybe like a t- teenager, so, or late teens, maybe because the because Steve's was thirteen or so, or or we no, said junior high, so yeah, young, but not like a mm. yeah. Okay, episode beats. Thunder weather, yeah, lots of rain. It was crucial. It kept them all trapped there. <laughs> I think I thought that kind of looked like fun. To be like holed up in a nice diner and someone's bringing you apple pie and coffee. I was like,
2: sign me yeah, up. Yeah, right. they gave you, you'd have an activity to do find the murderer
1: or play yes. Roadhog
2: <laughs> or play Roadhog. Secret doors, closet
0: hiding. No, I don't think so. Poisoning, bludgeoning. We had, it was only one death, but we had strangulation and then stabbing with a mm-hmm. screwdriver. Yeah. A phone wire cut the payphone wasn't working because of the storm. And at some point, someone went through and smashed out the radio. So I think that counts as a phone market, doesn't it? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, I am actually surprised we didn't have more bodies. Because normally in a situation like that, isn't that the thing is the- They pile up. Yes. The count goes up. Yeah. Then a person you think is
1: dead is actually still alive and they come back and- kill everyone
0: else yeah yeah sure that's why it reminded me of uh murder on the orient express because it's it's all these people with these weird ties to one person true i mean i think the what like agatha christie it's like I guess her twists have all kind of become cliche, but it's because they were quite unusual. I mean, I imagine when you're reading that, you're kind of like, like actually, I think um, I know you know it's hard to talk about now because obviously it, anyways, but I actually think Death on the Nile has a really good twist at the that end.
2: Does. It's great. Mm. I need to watch that. Did you watch the latest version of it? Isn't there one?
1: Or is it out yet or not out it's yet? It's not out yet with Gal Gadot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Supposed to come out. There's a really good one with David Suchet as Poirot and um, actually what's her Emily
2: Blunt is in it. That's, that's the one. That's I think that's the one, one I'm thinking of that you recommend it. It's
0: really good. David Suchet is great. Yeah, and Dave, JJ Fields in it. <laughs> But also the 70s one with Peter Ustinoff and um, Simon McCorkendale plays the like leading guy is mm-hmm. really good. And well, that actually has Angela, Angela Lansbury. Yeah. Sorry, Megan. <laughs> yeah. But also Betty Davis, uh, like Mia Farrow plays the sort of spurned girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good adaptation. I think I like the Peter Ustinoff um paros as well. Although David Suchet obviously is like set the bar and everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's shaking. No. Window peep. JB sees Steve talking to Stoner through the window of the diner through the window of the bus. Okay. <laughs> so we've got a double window peep. Okay. I like it. I like it. Yeah. That's good. Fake name ID. Carrie Drayson is actually an insurance guy. It's kind of a
1: well, the captain—they don't even know what his real name is.
0: I mean, the sea captain. <laughs> I know you care for so, it. I think it's so silly. Why can't they just have made him like just <laughs> like, like a. <laughs> You did not care for him. I didn't think, I thought everybody <laughs> else is dressed just like a, like a sort of like, you know, work a day person and then like a sea captain comes in the they like, it's too unusual. It would stand out. Anyways, apologies to all our sea captains. listeners. <laughs> sure, sure. trying to like offend anybody. Well, maybe anybody. they'll be offended too because
1: they're like, that's not how we would dress. That's <laughs> not know how I mean? you tie a knot.
0: Oh, well that for sure. <laughs> Boy, i thought you were gonna say that's not how you dress a wound no. <laughs> sure as hell don't wrap it with a granny knot no no mm-hmm. not on my watch you don't not on my watch as a sailor a <laughs> woman of the sea <laughs> <laughs>
2: You're a real siren, Glennis.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: the fuzz slash cop quirk and copka is Amos, so that it doesn't really count. Oh, so uh, it's business. cheddar
2: on apple pie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's another quirk. He loves food. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. Businessy, business, bus driving. Uh, age ain't nothing but a number. All right, let's hear it. So Linda Blair is 26 and Steve Paschal is 39. Wait, wait, wait. Go back. Say Sorry, Jane. Again? So this is the young couple. So Jane okay. Pascoe and Steve Pascal. she's 26. He's 39.
1: Oh, OK. I
0: thought you were saying she's 39. I was like, whoa. No, she's she's young. She, Amos is 58. Uh, ben Gibbons, who's the bus driver, is also 58. OK, um, the sea captain is also 58. <laughs> um, Carrie Drayson is A lean, mean, 42. Okay, I like Uh, (laughs) that. Ralph Leary's 45. Gilbert Stoner is 50. Cyrus Luffingwell is 71. And finally, our middle-aged, unhappy couple. Mm -hmm. Rue McClanahan was 51 in this episode. Larry Linville, 46. Yeah, I know, I know. And she was how old, 51? Yeah, like, I thought she looked beautiful. Oh, yeah. And I, I would have pegged him as being older than 46. Like, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Is he, where is he known from, aside from MASH? I was going to say, <laughs> and I'm I not can. saying that disparagingly. I'm just wondering if you, did you watch... <laughs> I, I just meant did he <laughs> stop i'm sorry I just I just meant... anything but that <laughs> no because i just know i wouldn't have seen him in match so i was wondering if he was in other stuff besides a few episodes of match game so oh. the
0: thing with larry linville is he's in three episodes of murder she wrote we have now watched all three So he was in The Curse of the Danav. I cannot for the life of me remember him on that episode. And then he was also in, more recently, as Megan said, Unwilling Witness. Well, Glynis,
1: you'll like this. He's in Earth Girls Are Easy.
0: Who's he in that? It just says Dr. Bob. Oh, I remember. It's when they're walking down the corridor, isn't it, in the... He's So basically, they're pretending that Gina Davis has two heartbeats, do you remember? And he's listening to her. And then, but but that was her boyfriend. Maybe Dr. Bob is his co-worker. Earth Girls are easy. (laughs) Megan, I've seen Earth Girls are easy, conservatively, a thousand times. How do I not remember? Uh, No, I'm I'm with you. And I don't, I don't, like, I remember her
1: boyfriend, but I don't remember. He's got such a distinct face that
2: oh my god
1: he was married five times this um, episode is gonna be wild so many edits you're gonna have a, a tough time <laughs> it's gonna
0: be 20 minutes long <laughs> to cut out stuff. <laughs> i'm demanding that all the playgirl references
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> honestly i don't know what i'm gonna do with that i'm gonna have to listen to it back like a real he's a real queen's gambit
0: I like that none of us have seen it (laughs) We have none of us watch Queen's Gambit For all we know It is about It is about Don Stroud's Playgirl uh, Photo shoot
2: That is the Queen's Gambit The events (laughs) leading up to it He's going to get a Google search alert Yeah he's prepping for a big chess match (laughs) It's just like checkmate. I feel like (laughs) someone's gonna
0: listen and school us because they're like, you don't know anything about the Queen's Gambit. (laughs) It's a really good series. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure it is.
1: No, I've heard it's amazing.
0: He's just, just look like, behind the scenes of the, <laughs> of the Don Stroud version of <laughs> Queen's Gambit.
2: The Don Stroud story of <laughs> Queen's Gambit. Oh, my God. I, oh. Oh, oh, God. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, okay. The the Jonathan
0: scale. I mean, Steve's a Jonathan, right? Yeah. And now that I know he's, th- this is a problem. <laughs>
1: I feel like there should be like a subset of Jonathan's that like drag their wives into annoying situations. Cause when I think of a regular Jonathan, I think of them as being like usually single, not married. Mm. But he just was so annoying. He's trying to, I, but then when he helped Jessica and then came clean about his dad, I was like, okay, fine, fine. I don't hate you anymore.
0: But when I think he was maybe supposed to be younger. I think he was <laughs> supposed to be under 30, but and he looked younger. I mean, he didn't necessarily he did. well, look that. This
1: was supposed to have happened 15 years ago when he was in middle school. He's supposed to be like 28.
0: He was held back a couple of years. That's when he did friendship. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Petite feet, no. Smooches, uh, no. Familial ties, no, but it's sort of a Cabot Cove episode. Eyes closed, head shake, no. Okay. Fave outfit, worst outfit. Megan.
1: I loved the jacket that Amos was wearing in the beginning. He ends it, it's a dark, I don't know if it's a dark blue or black pea coat. He doesn't wear it in most of the episode because they're indoors, but I just thought it was really good. And I really liked, I actually didn't really have a worse outfit. Um, I like I guess just because I don't like him a lot of like I thought like what Steve wore was kind of lame <laughs> but honestly it really wasn't that bad and I, I really liked Miriam's
0: outfit as well mm-hmm. okay Glynis what about you I actually have the reverse where I didn't write down a favorite outfit <laughs> all I wrote was so much brown <laughs> and uh, True. Steve, Steve's wife's hair those were my notes on on the attire for the episode. That's all you have. That's, that's all I got. I had no favorites, and I was looking. Okay, uh, Ashley, what about you? Um,
2: <laughs>
0: pretty harsh, harsh. Are you gonna say? Are you gonna say Don Stroud's jean shorts in that photo that? Like, is- <laughs>
2: I'm gonna say the chess pieces so <laughs> no I'm gonna. No, um I actually really like Rue's outfit I thought it was just like mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just because it was like really well tailored and just looked great on her it was it's a lot that something like I don't think I would like like to wear but just the silk blouse with that like perfectly fit cardigan I don't know I just mm-hmm. thought she just looked so sweet in it um and there's some nice co-work between Amos and Jessica
0: yeah, I mean the Burberry trench that they mentioned in the fun facts. I was like, I didn't realize Jessica owned a Burberry trench. It's like also like Burberry's run around a long
2: time. <laughs>
0: like, to see that plaid rock up in an episode yeah. from the 80s. It's yeah. like, wow. Um, yeah. So I didn't have a worst outfit either. And my favorite outfit was Jane's uh, blouse, who's the pregnant lady. Cause I actually thought that was a very nice
2: pregnancy yes. top. Mm-hmm. And guess what guys, they're hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> there was like, it's just the silk blouses of that time period, the way they can just like, they just look perfectly tailored. And I think it's just really nice material. So I thought they both look good.
0: It yeah. it was a night, nice, it it hung really well. And I agree with the Rue McClanahan one actually as well, because sometimes those sorts of cardigans that are knit like that can look really ch- like too heavy, but it fit her really nicely. Okay. Uh, biggest hunk. I mean, now my... My head's spinning about who should be biggest. Like, Glennis, why do you start? I mean, gotta be Stroud. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, Ashley. I mean, now that I've seen. <laughs> Something. Queen's Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> now that you've watched the whole series of the Queen's Gambit, uh-huh, you definitely uh-huh. think it's I've hard. got a little bit more understanding of his chess playing <laughs> abilities, so, and I really respect that. Uh huh. His strategic brain.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay,
2: <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> um. i I'm, I, you know what? I just I'm gonna be surprised if Megan doesn't pick the diner owner, but <laughs> I know she might pick Don Stroud. Okay, but that was just an aside. Um, Rue McClanahan.
1: Okay, Megan. Don Stroud. <laughs> but okay. it's it's hard because no, you know what? I I have a note here that says, "Is the Danvers guy hot?" And the answer
0: is, yeah, he he is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going Don Stroud. Um, I I put wrote down Linda and Rue, and I you know yeah. what? I'm gonna stick with them. I think. Yeah, yep. you know how I could justify <laughs> the guy from Mash and Lady in the Lake, <laughs> not Don Stroud. I don't know. That is just, it's a personal, you know.
2: But the guy from
1: Lady in the... I'm sorry. I know. I think I ask this question every time. It's the um,
2: pastor. It's the chaplain chaplain. guy. Got it. I don't know. It's the khakis. I think it was the khakis for her.
1: I get him confused.
2: with. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we've had a lot of MASH characters. We've had the chaplain. We've had Klinger. We've had... We haven't done one of his episodes yet, but Wayne Rogers was... Charlie, yeah, we
1: I like those one ones. I
2: do too. What about the Trapper MD guy or David Ogden Steers? Yeah, he he's, yes,
1: he's yes, he was in Mash and he was in the An Egg to Die For. But that's yes, so yes, weird yes, to yes, me yes.
0: that he was in Mash because I could if you had if you'd asked me that before I looked it up for An Egg to Die For, I would have said no because I was like, oh, but he's just famous for being in the eighties. <laughs> Like all these things in the 80s and 90s. It was just like, oh, right. He was in this other thing. Um, okay, J.B. Burns. Ashley, why do you start us with J.B. Burns?
2: Um, the only one I had written down, I have, this is getting confusing. And I think that's what Amos says to Jessica at one point, <laughs> which made me laugh. Um, but the only other one I had written down was um, the one I had mentioned before, how do I know that you're not trying to poison me? And then the owner gulps his, coffee right in front of her <laughs> oh. oh she's like
0: i'm sorry okay it yeah. <laughs> is like megan what about you
1: so in the beginning before they've even left i don't even really know what in reference it is to. but amos says you're to her you're going to have those fellas eating out of your hands and she says sounds a bit messy to me amos <laughs> and I, I feel like I had another one. I mean, the thing about the clutter in the brain. Oh, and I mean, at the end, it's just kind of funny about the TV when Amos finds out, when he tells her, oh, it wasn't my name that they drew. It was yours.
0: I know, because she doesn't care, right, if it's Amos, but then as soon as it was her, she's like, but also, does Jessica own a TV? I guess is no.
2: Or she owns... um you know one of those small ones that people have in their kitchen had in their kitchen yeah. like those tiny oh, ones that's the kind yeah. I could see yeah I can't remember that. yeah that's
1: that's a good point
0: I mean I don't know where she put it in in that living room there's so much stuff in there I
1: feel like she's someone who has evening activities with people in town every night like in a mm-hmm. episode we're gonna cover later it's like someone's coming over for a chess or Seth's always coming over for dinner chess and
0: well, we know those birds keep her pretty busy. So oh, I
2: forgot about the bird. <laughs> is, is it, um, is it Don Stroud coming over for chess? <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Ashley,
0: you're right. Cause if it's Thursday, it must be.
2: No, Queen. I can't. No, I, mean, I, I screwed up. I didn't
0: even mean to reference chess. <laughs> All right. So next we have fave guest Wait, doll. Wait, what is going to get to do? oh sorry Glittis. i don't have one but oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no all right jb burn for me i just wrote i think obvious is the right word amos says that and i can't remember what that was about someone must have been like oh obviously i guess we have to stay here or something and he's like yeah um fave guest star uh megan What do you go i
1: mean i feel like i have to say miriam i really really enjoyed her but i feel like we haven't talked about him at all but michael constantine as ben gibbons was really really good um mm-hmm. as the the bus driver and murderer mm-hmm. um i it's he didn't sad. it is sad you know i'll just stick with miriam
0: or the diner owner mm-hmm.
1: Tough. Mm-hmm.
0: It's I think that's why we haven't brought up the bus driver because it just it is I, I just sad. really like
1: him and I thought he did a really good job. And I I mean, whenever he's in anything, it's it's good.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh Glynis, what about you? Uh
2: Miriam. Okay. Ashley. I think it's um, Miriam with Kent. That dynamic mm-hmm. I think is very funny to me. Yeah. I will say, yeah, Rue McClanahan.
0: It's a shame she's not in more, but I guess she got busy. I doing mean, other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Glynis's guess. Glynis, do you remember who you guessed? Professor Kent Radford.
2: Yeah. I was wrong. Uh- Survey <laughs> <is made> says, <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: No, <laughs> it was wrong. Well, there you go. Yeah, was yeah, wrong. I was, wrong. <laughs> I, was wrong. So, I mean, though, so when Susanna asked me to guess, I was like, no, <laughs> it was, it was really confusing though. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure Megan said, well, maybe let's give her another couple of minutes. And I said, there's no more minutes that would actually help me until, <laughs> well, I, I was trying to think if you could have figured it out i mean i think it's tough i mean gosh i did the recap i said the wrong person (laughs) so i've seen the whole thing um okay fave moment overall ranking ashley why don't you start us off
2: i'd say i have to say that my one of my fave moments is showing um ben gibbon's character driving the bus with the music i thought that was just Hmm. really well done um, and I, I like the diner scenes, just like an ensemble cast. Um, I'd say overall ranking, actually I'd give this an eight. I really like it. I know it's really sad towards the end, but I really like it. Just moves at a really nice pace. Okay,
0: Glennis, what about you? Oh, we should guess yeah. what we think you're gonna say.
2: I mean,
1: I think Glennis is gonna give this a six. Okay, Ashley.
2: I'm gonna go with the four. Uh, I'm. <laughs> you're going. Listen,
0: Ashley, you're going. You're using experience there that this has been <laughs> burned before. Here. Um, I, you know what? I'm gonna say. I'll say six as well. Four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Too <Yeah. laughs> confusing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley nailed it. it
2: I was like there's going to be something she doesn't like about it I just, I felt it and so I was like it's going to get docked a couple points for something I yeah. thought wow <laughs> I mean it wasn't it wasn't the chess <laughs> no. <laughs> no
0: big fan of the chess <laughs> okay so Gladys was a 4 Gladys did you have a favorite moment I mean not <laughs> Favorite no. necessarily, but <laughs> it <shocking laughs> was the guy manhandling the screwdriver. <laughs> yeah, that was insane because you're like, yeah, it's and he's yeah, like, yeah, not- there's no blood on it. I'm like, oh. well, also that means somebody went up there and took it out and then handed it to that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. like, we've just got the screwdriver out and about. Um, Megan, what about you?
1: So I'm gonna give this a nine. I really like this episode, and my favorite part probably is when Jessica walks in, like walks in on the diner owner making food. And yeah. the <laughs> I don't, I don't know,
0: really, really, really made me laugh. I love it. Um, I, my favorite moment is the, yeah, panning in on the suitcase. I thought that was really funny. But also, I, I'm like you, I really liked that it. it was an ensemble piece and they, they were all, almost everybody was in every scene. I mean, it was like, you know, the panning around and everything. I thought that was great. Um, I like this episode. I'll probably give it an eight. I think, I think it is really good. I think it's, oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, st- I'll stick with eight. I'll stick with eight. I think um, you got to have somewhere to go, right? I mean, that's, I feel like I've given, <laughs> I feel like they all are like either seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> <laughs> 10. That you can think of with not saying it, but that you would think of as a 10. Do yeah, I have not- some? What? Wait, what was the question? Is there an episode? Don't say it now. Okay. All right. A hundo I think feed. there's a few there's a few like really fun ones as yeah. well. I actually Glynis I you know I think there's a few coming up that I think you'll really like. I and think this, I gave Widow Weep for me a 10. I thought some of us and I thought maybe barbitals. gave
2: Barbitals yeah. Yeah. I think I gave Barbitals an 8 for some dumb reason and I would immediately give it a 10. You, I know Megan You later on asked to amend it yeah, you did. did. You said you wanted yeah. to, I like it to ask 10. that again because I got nervous and so ashamed. I <laughs> know, uh, but at the time, it's
0: like hard to know. You quickly righted that error. <laughs> did I? <laughs> maybe not.
2: Maybe not quickly, but you did. You definitely yeah. did. You did. I, re- I eventually got to the right side of history. History <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> with the barber.
2: History. History.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this, I feel like there's a lot of fun to be had. I mean, God, we haven't even like gone to the Midwest yet. Really? I mean, when she goes, you know, to the sort of like, you know, New Mexico ones. Yeah. And then like it, there's a few more. There's another one in San Francisco. There's one in, it's all Magnum over the world. Oh, oh yeah.
2: The Magnum yeah, yeah, yeah. one.
0: The crossover. You know, what's weird as I've never seen the Magnum episode. I we did, And I have it saved. Is it good? So, hmm? Yeah. 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 I like it. Uh, I was going to say something rude and then I, you know what? It's like, mm-hmm. it's okay to leave that sometimes. It's okay mm-hmm. to not say it, feels it. Too much sexy already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This was steamy. This was too much. It, I think everyone will be grateful as we close out this episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, do I need to check the explicit language? <laughs>
0: Maybe. <laughs> oh god well thank you very much everybody for listening and we hope you'll listen again next (laughs) week bye
2: bye it was was the bus bus driver. driver